Hi, I'm Simon Theakston, and welcome to the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar, because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Haddo, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award longlistees, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar. And today I'm joined by journalist and writer William Shaw. Hello, William. Lovely to see you. Hello. Very, very lovely to be here. And I am uh, feeling very sort of underdressed uh, today because you have really outshirted me. In fact, you just outclothed me with that wonderful, <laughs> that wonderful shirt. My groovy shirt. My groovy shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm being very groovy today. <laughs> very I thought, groovy. I thought I'd better dress up. Not the usual grubby crime writer's T-shirt. Uh, well, we appreciate it very much. And uh, uh, how are you? Where are you? I'm at home. I live in Brighton. Uh, I'm very well. The sun's out and Brighton always works better when the sun's out. Uh, and I've been sitting at my desk all day thinking maybe I should go out and I haven't succeeded in doing that And you that haven't yet. done that? Yeah. Is that because you've been working on something that's just been going really well and you're like, I can't step away? Uh, next question. Uh, no, okay. I've, been, okay. I've been grinding away at a chapter that I got to the end of the day and I realised I was going to have to do the whole thing again. Right. Okay. Let's let's not go there. Uh, instead, <laughs> instead, let's say congratulations on being oh. longlisted uh, with the Chawler Man. Um, so this is an Alexandra Cipini novel. And for those that don't know of Alex, perhaps you could just start by telling us about her. Alex Cupidy is a detective sergeant in the Kent police who came down from the Met and four novels on she's she's still finding Kent very strange but of course she's ended up in the most strange place of all in Kent which is Dungeness um, that strange shingle promontory um, with a nuclear power station on it which is always good if you need a metaphor in a crime novel um, and um, she's kind of you know after four novels she's she's uh, she's been through some stuff and yes. this is her novel where she's kind of recovering. I like that. Been through some stuff. Yeah. Um, so in this book, there's a double murder, there's an elaborate scam and an unlikely killer. Why don't you just set this story up for us without any, any spoilers? Um, well, it was initially inspired by a true story. Um, from I was interviewing people as a journalist on Brighton Beach, and I interviewed this woman who um, who runs one of the uh, fish shops in the arches on Brighton Seafront. And she said, oh, yeah, my husband used to be a fisherman, but he was lost at sea. And this was a long time ago. Um, I said, oh, that's terrible. And she said, yeah, but at the same time, I was actually seeing another man. And so it was very awkward because I wanted to marry this man, but they never found my husband's body. So I had to wait seven years uh, to marry this person who I was in love with. And I thought, people around you must have just thought you did him in. 
And so it kind of came from that, that there was this always suspicion when somebody, when a body's lost at sea, that actually some skullduggery has taken place. And I kind of mixed that. I always like to do a couple of plots. I mixed that with this idea of, of uh, well, there's a very, very gruesome double murder. And at the bottom of it, there is a financial scam that has been operating locally in the neighborhood. Um, and uh, that's about as far as I can go before it gets yes. like giving anything away. Yes. But I suppose as a, a journalist, you're, you know, those conversations with people that, and they could be people you meet on the beach to chat to shop owners, friends, I suppose in your mind, you've always got that sort of ticking over that little, Oh, that could be a story. And that could be a. Completely. Except for the fact that real life is often way too weird to write about in books, but occasionally you get a little story like that and you kind of think I'll have that. But the other thing that's really useful is when you're a journalist is you have no fear about being really nosy about going up to people and saying, can I, can you tell me about X and X? Cause this was about a trawler and there's a, you know, it's about, the fishing community in Folkestone. And I was very kindly put in touch with one of the fishermen there who then took me out on the trawler. And you've got no worries about doing that if you're a journalist, because that's what you've done. In fact, that's half the fun of crime fiction is that you've got to find stuff out because we've got to make you believe it in order to do grisly stuff. And the the believable, the stuff we make you believe is very often based on the real world and the interesting things around the real, real world. And I love that about crime fiction. And I think it's why it's so strong and has been increasingly strong because it's across these two worlds of kind of reportage and then ghoulishness. <laughs> and interesting, you mentioned going out on, on the boat there and everything because the book is full of these beautiful atmospheric descriptions um and obviously you live in brighton so what is it about that sort of coastal landscape that inspires you and 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 your stories well people go down to the sea to be mad and i discovered this living in brighton and i actually was you know writing articles you know people come down to kind of lose themselves when you come to the seaside and they go madder the closer to the sea they get. And so I've been writing about this place called Dungeness, which is full of really brilliant, really lovely people, several quite eccentric people as well. You know, people go there to be escaped, to be different and things like that. So I kind of had this setting for my characters. What if you go one step further and actually go out to sea? Because I spent the first sort of four books looking out at this coast. I thought I want, want to try and think about things that happen a bit bit offshore there. And it's that sort of view from, from the boats in. Not all of it. It's just, you know, it was just like, I think if you, one of the great things about that kind of landscape writing is you, is you go to a different place and it inspires different stories. And actually, just thinking, well, what what would these, what would the fishermen be doing? The kind yeah. of stories start to fall out of that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, how did it feel to hear you'd been longlisted this year? Oh, unbelievable! I really, really, you know, I'm really thrilled. I mean, it is just such a fantastic thing to be longlisted in the thickest or peculiar crime novel of the year because it's you know it's always such amazing company i mean you know i've yet to find out um who the fellow nominees will be but you know you kind of know you're in a sort of fairly classy room when you put it and and you know the other thing is it reassures the publishers that they haven't made a terrible terrible mistake <laughs> yes oh excuse me excuse me publisher look look i'm on the list i'm on the list <laughs> um what does the Thinks and Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year award mean to you? Well, it's actually the third time I've been nominated just to be in that sort of um, area. Just It's likewise to me. It just says, oh, you know, because we all believe that we've kind of fluked into this, this talented bunch of crime writers. We really do. I don't yet have yet to meet anybody who actually thinks they deserve to be in that room. And I kind of I think, wow, that's amazing. Because that, that is a kind of, it's a proper anointing, isn't it? 
that. I that think it is. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and practically, it, it, you know, what you want is for people to read your books and it just puts a, your books in front of some more people. Uh, and so, yeah, very grateful and very excited about that. And what are you most looking forward to um, at Harrogate this year? Uh, well, I go every year without fail. And like last year, after the year when we had, didn't have a Harrogate, I almost cried walking up the hill to the old swan because I could see friends of mine that I hadn't seen for years up there. And I think it's that thing. It is really where we all come together. And uh, and for the first few hours, we all huddle around with our backs to the rest of the world. And then we suddenly remember why we're there. We're actually there to meet other people. Uh, and I just think it's that amazing atmosphere you get where, you know, a, it's where I learned crime writers are really a lovely bunch of people who are totally, totally have got your back and you meet other crime writers and they just, they say, it's all right, William, it's all going to be all right, which is always good. But you meet readers and that's also fantastic because, you know, um, you know, these days we talk to them a lot on social media and things like that. But you very rarely get a place where you have all these different readers. They might not even be your fans, but they're madly into crime fiction, which also makes them the best people in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. I actually am thinking of last year, you know, I was so unbelievably excited to sort of be back um, that after a couple of pints of Theakstons, I was just loopy. You know, I was, I was sort of spinning around just in, in joy. You know? No, the first time I went there, of course, I got madly drunk because I was so nervous and I didn't know anybody. Yeah. Uh, and it felt a bit like, you know, the thing, just steady on, steady on. There's yeah. more days to go. So, just yeah. calm down. But it was lovely. I mean, it's really, really lovely seeing Seeing that uh, you know there are, it's a very good bunch of people, and I would say anybody who turns up as a reader, um, you know, it, it looks like they're really intense conversations, but nobody minds people coming up and having a chat. You know, you know, no, it's, you, uh, it's I very did spend welcoming. rather too long of the last thing, sort of like thinking, oh, I don't know anybody here, and actually just go up and talk to people. They really respond. It's that's kind of you know you hear amazing things on the panels. They're you know it's the best panels and it's the the best curated panels that you get. In crime fiction, it's one thing that does it, but it's also the atmosphere outside. You can literally have a cup of tea with somebody or other you've, you know, never met, and in five minutes, been in deep conversation about a book you both love. Yeah, absolutely. And I very much look forward to seeing you up there in Harrogate. And uh, a reminder that all of our long list of books are available to buy from Waterstones. And if you've already read William's book and you know that you want this one to be the winner, well, head over to harrogatethekstoncrimeaward.com before the 26th of May, where you can cast your vote for his book. Um, what an absolute pleasure, William. Thanks so much for joining us and congratulations again. And we will see you on the lawn in Harrogate in July. I'll definitely be there. Thank you very, very, very much. 